Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, it's great to see you all. Uh, what an encouraging time. I know there's a bunch of new faces. I want to just first start by saying if you don't already have a wristband, if you want to just put your hand up, uh, right now there'll be somebody coming around uh, that can just strap you up with a wristband. That's the way to get into the uh, whatever's going on back over there after service. So if you don't have a wristband already, just put your hand up and uh, we'll get that worked out here in, uh, in a minute. You know, it, it's so cool. We're, we're really, we're celebrating our first year being in Kalamazoo today. Okay, and, and that is, it's a time of encouragement. I think we can clap. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I As I was thinking about all of it, really, it, it, it feels like it's been three years that we've just done everything we can to compress into one, hasn't it? Yeah. And in some ways, it feels like yesterday, but in so many, it feels like it's been going on for a long, long time. You know, I can't imagine what my life would be like without so many of you that decided to come on uh, the church planting or join a little bit later. You know, we, we arrived here in August with 14 people from six different churches. And in the past year, there have been three people that have moved in, and there's been six baptisms as well. Amen. And then on top of that, you know, I, I say that, and then you're, you're wondering, there's other people that are a part of the church, really, and, and I, I just want to share our gratitude for this whole Stinnett family Amen. for welcoming, welcoming us into Kalamazoo. It's, it's, uh, so cool. I, I, as I was really thinking about it, I, I just, Michigan people are so nice. That was that was everybody's first experience. And, and you know what? I guess when we go over to the eastern part of Michigan, we'll probably be, uh, uh, you know, they'll, they'll probably prove us wrong. But at least on the western side, okay? Michigan people are very nice. We had some, we have some uh, Detroit Detroiters that are, that are here too, so. But, yeah, amen. You know, I was, I was just, this morning, I was, literally, I was just grabbing my stuff from my car and this guy, this is just an expression of how nice he just walked by, and I kind of made eye contact with him, kind of didn't, and he just said, it's going to be a humdinger of a day today, huh? And I, I have no idea what that means, okay? And I, I had to look it up to make sure it wasn't a curse word before I shared it with you guys, but nobody's saying that in Milwaukee, that it's going to be a humdinger kind of day, okay? I just said, yeah, absolutely, and I, I you know, I, I loaded up and, and we headed off, but I'm like, man, this is Michigan. We are so grateful to be here uh, with, with you guys. Amen. You know, I think in so many ways, really, as I think about this last year, it, for those that decided to come or join this, this church, it really has felt like an oasis from the turmoil that's been going on and that's continuing to go on in this world, certainly, in this nation, but then even in, in some of our fellowship, really our fellowship of churches, this has been an oasis time, an oasis period and so we feel so grateful that, that we're here. Amen. 
You know, I, I, every time or every opportunity that I get, you know, people say, well, you went on a church planting in a pandemic. And sincerely, you can ask virtually everybody that's said, what an amazing faith you have to do that. My response has always been that actually the more faithful thing is to do what so many of you have done in living, literally giving up your lives, your jobs, any kind of, you know, X, Y, or Z that you have going on in the place that you're at and deciding, you know, instead of that, I'm going to move to a foreign area that I know virtually nobody and I'm going to do it just for the sake of the gospel. And for, for me and Bianca, in some ways, it was a, a career expansion or it was an, uh, a promotion or however you view it. But for you guys that gave up everything, you guys, you guys are awesome. This is your faith. This is your church. And so we're excited about that. Uh, you know, I feel so excited at, at what the future holds, really. I, I think we have just scratched the surface of the amazing miracles that are happening in Kalamazoo. Right? You, you look at... I was just thinking, you think about the big churches that, that we know we're familiar with. And if I had to ask you, well, who is on the, the mission team that first started the Chicago church? And you guys wouldn't know anybody. And if we said, well, what about Milwaukee? What about Minneapolis? What about some of the churches that we've come from? Who is the first people to be there? You're not going to mention any names. And the reality is our names are not very important. You know what I'm saying? But it's the work that we're doing right now that is going to, to always the goal has been the church that we're planting right now that we planted in 2020 is going to be here until Jesus comes back. Wow. And wow. and again, I, I've shared about it. I've talked about it. I don't know if in a thousand years, you know, I, my image, and this is probably way off, in a thousand years, the, the Chinese are going to take us over. We're going to be this underground church, but we're still going to be in Kalamazoo, okay? So however you figure, we're, we're here. We're going to be long gone, but but the church is going to be here. Amen. Amen. You, you guys can go to Matthew 9. And we'll, we'll be there in a little bit. Let's go, Jack. You know, it's so cool. In, in Jesus' ministry, he just talked about, uh, there was so many phrases that he used that, that he kept using, but I, I think one of them that he used is, this is why I have come, or he explained, I have come for this reason. I want to look at, at that as we, as we really uh, recenter why we've come or why we're here or why we're even showing up today, either as we recenter that or as as... You learn some of this is news to you, and that's okay. But I, I want to look at just two reasons why Jesus started his ministry. Uh, the first is that he was a doctor for the sick. It's in Matthew nine, and uh, if you can take only one thing from this lesson, take with you the reality that in order for you to come to Jesus, you have to realize you are sick and you have to embrace that you're lost. Wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. It's in Matthew nine. The, my first point. We're we're going to kind of move through this hopefully pretty quickly. So grateful that the kids are here, but I, I want to be uh, gracious to, to the parents. It says uh, in Matthew 9, starting in verse 9, it says, As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. That's right. yeah. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Amen. And we have Jesus right here. And he's, he's finalizing, formalizing the 12 people who are going to be a part of his plan to change the entire world. And he it's a hodgepodge group. You can do a study on it. He, he gets as far-reaching uh, uh, groups of people as you could possibly imagine. He has zealots who would have been those that wanted to overthrow 
and attack and fight against the, the, the empire that's currently in place. And then you have tax collectors that are like, well, we can't, they're Jewish people, we, we can't really, if you can't beat them, join them, and it's a pretty lucrative career for me to make a bunch of money, and, and so I'm going to choose to do that and, and serve the, the Roman Empire in that way. And so you've got all of that. And he's having dinner, and I, I don't know what this dinner would look like. Certainly it would have been people who, even for you and I right now, maybe we'd feel pretty uncomfortable sitting in a crowd with. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, though, that these religious people, these Pharisees, they, they thumb their noses. They're like, what are you doing here? This is, you know, this guy says he's something, but he's eating with, with people that are unclean. He's eating with people who are up to no good. Certainly he has to know a little bit of their life. He just wants to... Uh, experience good food and just relax. That's probably what Jesus is here for. And he says something that is a lesson for you and I. It just says, I've not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. For for you and I, though, if we don't realize that we are sick, then there is no reason for Jesus for Amen. Jesus to be in our lives. Yeah. And so if you are sitting here and you're like, well, I, I maybe you haven't made this decision or you're coming to it. And if you're thinking, man, I, I have a pretty good life. Things are going pretty well. I have Things pretty much in order. You know what? Jesus isn't, isn't you, don't, you don't need Jesus then. That's what I'll tell you. If you I, I'm doing okay. Jesus isn't for you. Wow. Wow. To be sick is, is it's, it's the acceptance that something is wrong with you. Wow. It's an understanding that, that you're just not at your optimum capabilities. Yeah. And again, without understanding this, there's, there's no point for Jesus. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, it's it's just the truth is that everybody, whether we want to admit it or not, naturally is sick. Okay, yeah. all of us naturally there, there's there's something inside of us. Certainly, there's good. That's not what we're saying. But if we just had to write down, and if you just wrote down all the good that you've done in your life, compared to all of the bad that you've done in your life, and then all the bad that you've thought in your life too, I, I don't think it'd be a comparison. I know for me, it certainly wouldn't. There's no there's no comparison. Certainly, I've done some things. I, I I came to try to start a church. You know, I open the Bible with people, but if I I look at my life and I look at what I've stored up for myself and what I've built up, it doesn't compare. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you believe that your thoughts are inherently sick? Do you believe that your perceptions of this world are tainted? Do you believe that your views of people are cloudy? Yeah, and again, unless lesson. you believe that, you don't need Jesus. Come on, Jared, about it. You know, it's 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 the the reality for you and I. It's, it's such a great lesson, though I think too, because if you are one that says I am sick, then then we know we can point to a doctor. The cool thing, the most amazing part is that when we're sick and we can admit that we're sick, we know we need a doctor and we can go to the doctor. Yeah. Right. And when we see other people who admit that they're sick, we can say I'm sick too. Naturally, I'm not a good person. Yeah. Let me show you who, who the best person is, though. I know where there's a doctor that can help. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a freedom in, in, a, in admitting that we're sick. You know, if you're healthy, you got to put up a front the whole time, don't you? Wow. If you're, if you're only good, if you're, if you're only good, then you only have, you can only act good. But these Pharisees, they, them saying, hey, I, look at these guys. Well, well, everyone knew that the Pharisees, the Pharisees sin too. Hypo yeah, hypocritical, right. yeah. looking down on people and, and taking money that wasn't theirs. Everyone knew it didn't share with them because they felt like they were good. Wow. There's, a, there's a freedom in admitting that we are sick. That's there's right. nothing negative yeah. or yeah. bad about it. And that's the first thing, though. And in order for us to come to Jesus, we have to, we have to realize that he is a doctor for the sick and that, that we are those who are sick. Yeah. My second point, and it's in Luke 19. 
First, we realize we're sick, and then we have to realize that Jesus is rescue for the lost. Jesus is a rescuer of the lost. It says in, in Luke 19, this is towards the end right now of Jesus' ministry, and he's getting ready to go on to Jerusalem. It says in, in verse 1, Jesus entered Jeru Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. I can't say I relate to that guy. So he, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Wow. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. Wow. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Amen. Zacchaeus is here, and he's he, you get the image of him, and he's... One of the honchos. He's certainly extremely wealthy. The Bible says that he's a chief tax collector. He has everything at his disposal, and he's heard about Jesus. And I'm sure he's realized there's something wrong with the way that I'm living. I am wow. sick. Yeah. And so he's understood that. But, but it's not enough just to understand that you're sick. That's right. Yeah. He decides, I, I don't know where I'm going, and I am lost. And so I need to go to the one who, who can rescue me. You know, I, I, I think about how amazing it is. What does it say that he climbed? Well, it says he climbed a sycamore fig tree. And so... The, the, the same family of tree that this guy climbed in an effort to make himself known was, was the same tree that Adam and Eve used to try to hide. Okay? Wow. Wow. It's, 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 a, it's powerful to understand this guy. He, certainly he's lost. Absolutely. But then he, he realizes it and he knows that there's a savior. And so for you and I, it's so in some ways it's actually easy to admit that we're sick. Okay? Hear me. Yeah. I'm messed up. You're messed up. And in some ways, it actually is easy to say that. But what I would say is so many of us then, we know the way out. We don't need a map. What's the point? I, I know how to get better. I know what I have to do in order to, to become healthy. Yeah. And, and if that's you in this room right now, if you know that it's a little bit wrong, but if I just change this in my life, and if I just do this little thing in my life, I'll be better, then I, I, think, I think we missed it. Jesus is not for you. Come on, Jerry. Wow. Wow. You know, I, in, uh, so this was, this is a few years ago now. I was a minister, campus minister at UW-Milwaukee. And I was, uh, I was walking around inviting different people out in there. UW-Milwaukee is actually in some ways, uh, and I say it, it's a really nice way of saying it. It was kind of a safe haven for, um, for those who were in kind of dire straits. So there was a lot of people who were not students who just would kind of stay at UW-Milwaukee and hang out there. Okay. And. One of these guys was a, a blind guy who I had seen it in more than a few different instances. And at a few different times, I had tried to have a little bit of conversation with him. It didn't go all that well. But there was this one time, and it was probably about 35, 40 degrees outside, and he was wearing a light jacket. And I saw that he was walking, and he, he actually was about to hit a bush, and he kind of tripped over it a little bit. And I ran up, and I said, hey, I'm Jared. Do you need help? I can take you, where you wherever you need to go. I'm here for you. I'm ready to help. And, and, I, and, and he just said, no, I'm, I'm okay. And I remember in that moment, I felt so bad for him. And I, I just watched him kind of just to make sure that he didn't 
uh, you know, go go into traffic or anything like that. And he tripped a few more times and then found his way on on the bus. But he fully almost tripped over this this bush. And I, my heart broke in that moment. But I think it's such an, an amazing example. If you ask that man, hey, are you blind? I think his answer would be yes. Right. If you ask him, do you know where you're going? I think his answer would also be yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is where you and I have to realize if you understand that you're blind, if you understand that by yourself that that, that you're sick. But if you say, well, I can find my way out. Then again, Jesus is, is is too much for you. Wow, good stuff. There, there are better there are better books. I promise you, there are better books that are going to make you feel less guilty than than the Bible. There are better books that are going to make you go push your way onto character change. There are there are better books than than the Bible if all you want to do is change your character. Yeah, that's true. If you want to transform your life, the Bible is the book for you. If, you're, if you want your life to be forever different, the, the the Bible is the book for you. Wow. But just to change your character, there are better books. You know, I, I I think about the the reality of being sick and being lost, and the humility that it takes to be able to say that. Yeah. The humility that it takes to be able to say that I am functioning that's not in my right capabilities, and I don't know where to go. Wow. And and the reality is that it's easy to say the Bible is a map, but I, as even as I was preparing this, I. A map almost seems too distant to describe the Bible, I, right. and that's why the reality is it's just a rescuer. Wow. It's not a, it's not a map that tells you the the exact right way to go. Now, no, it does that, but it's it's a person, it's a guide that is literally not only walking you by your hand, but when you're struggling, it's 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 a guy that picks you up and takes you to where you need to go. Wow, yeah, amen. And that's amen. the reality of it. You know, if it was just a map, if it was just a rule book, we would have no excuse. But it's way more than that. And it accomplishes way more. It, it changes our hearts and transforms our mind. Amen. That's right. That's right. Good, Jaren. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's let's go over to to First Timothy one. All right, Jaren. We're with you. You know the 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 reality is again, family. There's no shame in admitting these two things. That the truth is, that this is the natural state of everybody. At the point you understand that you're lost. At the point you understand what the, the nature of sin. Well, you're saying, okay, I, I understand that I'm sick and I understand that I, I'm powerless to help myself. Yeah. Yeah. It says this, it's in 1 Timothy 1, in verse 15, this is this is now a, a guy named Paul talking, he's an apostle. He came to Jesus after Jesus had already risen from the dead. He Prior to that, he was one of the guys who was one of the, the main opponents of Christianity. He was a, a, a strong Jew and then he, he converted to Christianity. It says... In, in 1 Timothy 1.15, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. Wow. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Again, Paul was, was living his life according to a map. Maybe he did understand he was wrong, but he was living this, this map that said, do this and do this and do this, and then I'm good. The reality is in, in Christ Jesus, we understand that by ourselves, we can't do anything good. Wow. The, only, the only hope is this forfeiture of our entire life, not just how we act, not just how we think, the entirety of it, say, this is all yours, Jesus, and, and from this point on, I'm going to follow you wholeheartedly. Yeah, that's right. Amen. If you're in Christ, you've done that. If you're in Christ, we, we have this opportunity. This is 
though, I, I, I want to point out, this is why we've come. Yeah. We've come to, to preach this same thing. It, it, if you don't believe, hear me now, if you don't believe in this room that you're the worst of sinners, then I, I think you don't understand your sin. Wow. And, and this, is why, it, this is why I say that. This is why I say that. Because we can read about the grossest of stuff on, on the internet and the darkest of sins. And you, you don't have to struggle to think about what's the darkest sin. That's right. But you know what? I know more about my sin than I do about all your sin combined. Wow. Because I, I know what I think in my head. I know when I want to prop myself up. I know when I think that I'm better than somebody. I, I know when I look down on people. I know when I distance myself from other people because, you know what, I, I think I'm just a little bit better. Wow. I know when I, I, I know the answer without listening. I know when I when I speak up out of turn in, in an effort to, to be funny. I, I know my folly. I know it more than I know any of your sin. Wow. And so if anybody's going to look at me, maybe they don't see as much. And honestly, you guys see a lot of it. But... What I would what I would say is you you know your sin more than anybody else, and so right. the reality is that uh, at least according to you, you ought to be the worst of sinners. Yeah. Amen. True. What an awesome opportunity that we have, though, that we can we can follow this too. That that in order that we can help other people, we just say, man, God has displayed immense patience with me. Again, if you're in this room, God has displayed immense patience yes, with you. Yes, He has. Amen. Praise God. And so I. I I say this all in an effort really to to center us one but then just to remind anybody here who's who's in Kalamazoo who's decided to be a part of the church that this is what we're trying to do though we are we are trying to give people an opportunity for a doctor we are trying to give people an opportunity to be rescued because we are those who had the same thing happen to us amen uh, in remembrance of that we're gonna take communion right now and, and as I pray uh, after I get done praying Gavin is gonna come up and uh, play a little guitar. I want to challenge us just to connect with God and connect with the reality that, again, without without Jesus coming, all we'd have is a map. And Jesus, though, is the one that can carry us to the finish line. Amen. Amen. Jan. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we, we come before you. We are so grateful that that you fill in the gap, Lord. We're so grateful that that we can we we can live in a way that is authentic. We're grateful that we can live in a way. That, that glorifies you, God, and, and that, that points to you filling in the gaps for our weaknesses. Lord, we're grateful that, that while you demand, while you even expect perfection, God, we're grateful for your grace. Jesus, we're grateful for what you did on the cross. We're grateful for how much you love us and that we can always point to that as an example, a perfect example of your love. Please, God, take this, this bread and this juice. God, I pray that we we will connect with you through it. I pray that we will remember your sacrifice on the cross, Jesus. We love you. This is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Save my souls.